2: Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Inside
1: Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd-Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we are very pleased to be joined in the studio today by President Camille Johnson, President of the Relief Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Sister Susan Porter, President of the Primary of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you two have uh, gone on an extraordinary adventure, a ministering tour uh, that I think has to be historic in so many ways in South America. Uh, And so, President Johnson, let me start with you and just get some high-level observations as you went on this uh, really extraordinary tour, this extraordinary ministry.
0: It was extraordinary. Part of that was the opportunity to travel with uh, Sister Porter, President Porter, my dear friend, Um, and for us to share this experience. When we were serving together in primary, we didn't dream we'd have the opportunity to travel internationally together. With this new assignment for both of us, we've been afforded that chance, and it was really wonderful to be with her.
1: Yeah, and how about you, President Porter?
0: Yes, the same. (laughs) When we served together
2: that year in primary, when President Johnson was released and called into the Relief (laughs) Society, we were so sad, but then realized... What an opportunity as yeah. we could then serve so closely together yeah. in considering the needs of children and their families.
1: Yeah, it's so amazing yeah, to think of uh, that interconnectedness of uh, a ministry to women and families and then to those special children. And what has to be the largest and oldest women 's organization and has to be one of the largest and oldest children 's organization in the world uh, this is this is really important and let's let 's start with your tour and, and the focus was really on women, uh, President Johnson, Give us some perspective who you met with and sure. what was the objective
0: We had the opportunity to visit Argentina. We started in Buenos Aires and then we traveled to Cordoba for a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Then our travels took us to Paraguay to Asuncion. And then to Santiago, Chile. And in both Argentina and Chile, we had the opportunity to meet with the Minister of Women. In Chile, it was for the country. In, in Argentina, it was for the province of Córdoba. Mm. And so those opportunities were special for me to connect with those women who lead in their countries I concluded that we have so much in common and so Mm -hmm. much good that we can do together and had some real sweet experiences where we had the opportunity to teach and testify to them that we are all children of a loving Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. We could really see visibly the countenances of those women change when they felt that truth that they were daughters of God with a divine identity and, and purpose. And then, of course, we had the opportunity to meet with groups of women. We met with uh, parents, we met with parents of young families, we met with sister missionaries in Chile, in an event that was broadcast to all of the sister missionaries in, in the area, Wow! and devotionals for sisters. Susan had a sweet opportunity, I know, to be just with the primary children.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And before we get to those primary children, because uh, that's high on my list, my, my favorite, uh, memory and picture of, of the prophet was, uh, was actually in Uruguay, uh, when the children rushed the prophet, uh, and he just scooped them all up, uh, and, and so tender. Uh, President Porter, st- start with some of those conversations with those ministers of women in those countries. What were some of the, the common themes or some of the worries they had for the women of their country?
2: Yes, as President Johnson was talking about how she testified to them that they Mm. were daughters of God and were all children of God, and they resonated so much with it. Mm. They've been acting on that, maybe without knowing it, Mm. as they have been trying, both of them in both countries, to work – put a lot of effort into helping women who have been abused Mm. and creating a refuge for them. So with a very small amount of money – and a huge amount of heart, they've created safe havens. They've created places where they can get under one roof legal help, a safe Mm -hmm. place to stay. But I was so touched that they also looked further down the road both ways. In other words, once they're safe and protected, how can they support themselves? Mm -hmm. So we got to see uh, women in sewing classes, learning how to sew, things they could sell. We saw women in a classroom setting, maybe perhaps getting like a high school type diploma. And then they were looking at the preventative side. How do we help women understand that they're of value? And so unbeknownst to us in those countries, there are not many sports teams for the young girls. Mm -hmm. And so they've created this league of soccer. So to help the girls contribute to a team increase their skills, feel that I'm important. You know, I just uh, was the goalie or I just made a goal. But the shirts, they gave us each a shirt and they show women, a girl on the front holding a soccer ball, but with wings.
1: Uh, love that.
2: And so trying to help these women understand they are valued. needed.
1: so powerful. And uh, President Johnson, I know a lot of the conversations were about this idea of self-reliance and what comes next.
0: What comes next is an opportunity for us as we create those relationships with ministers of women and other government officials for the church to evaluate the opportunity for a contribution to some of the projects that they're working on. But we hope that we've opened the doors to that common cause, that common purpose that we have. You know, we invited them to review our self-reliance materials that are online and explain they're available in Spanish and they're available to anyone. Um, We hope that they'll take a look at them and maybe, in fact, incorporate some of the principles that are taught there in the teaching that they're doing. But it was impressive, and we were happy to see, you know, as Susan says, they recognize the divine potential. They maybe hadn't put it exactly that way, but they recognize that in these women, children, and in the men as well. One of the things that struck me was their effort— to help the men who perhaps were the perpetrators of the violence on women and children Mm -hmm. to get out of that cycle, to understand better what was motivating the violence in the first instance to break that cycle so that we're we're not having to repeat this effort, that the young boys will learn a different way to resolve their emotions and and struggle. So
1: important. So important. President Johnson, I'm going to stay with you for a second. You mentioned the uh, meeting with the sister missionaries. Uh, Often as people around the world think of missionaries they usually think of the the white shirts and ties uh, and we know there is an army, an extraordinary army of young women out serving as missionaries. Tell me about that meeting. You
0: no know, it was it really was remarkable. We had a sea of sister missionaries. all of the sisters that were serving in the Four Santiago Chile missions mm-hmm. were there with us in person and then we broadcast out to the area from there. But our message for them, consistent with the message that we shared uh, across those countries in our visit, was that they are known by our Heavenly Father and Savior, that they are loved by them and needed. And it was just marvelous to see their the light of Christ just radiates right out of their beings and, and so anxiously engaged in, in doing His work. We had the opportunity after to greet each and every one of them. And it, it took some time that maybe wasn't allotted for in our schedule, but we, we thought that was really important that we have an opportunity to wrap our arms around those sister missionaries and tell them that we love them.
1: That's an interesting uh, ministry tour to Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Uh, and having the Relief Society General President Camille Johnson and Primary General President Susan Porter from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints meeting with government leaders in terms of how do you heal, how do you create a safe space, and how do you help women who have been abused move forward. We're going to stay with the conversation when we come back from a quick commercial break. More on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're continuing our conversation with President Camille Johnson and Susan Porter of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day States about their ministry tour recently in South America. They met with government leaders, uh, members of the church, and others who are helping women in those areas. I asked uh, President Porter, who's over the primary organization for the church, uh, which is the program for young children, uh, about her meeting in South America with those young children.
2: It was a wonderful meeting because so often people view children we need to give to children we need mm-hmm. to teach them and we need to help them which we certainly do this is a chance for the children themselves to shine mm-hmm. and so it's for children and their parents they had a beautiful choir to begin of a song that is known and loved worldwide a child's prayer mm-hmm. and they had children singing heavenly father are you there the parents answering yes he's there but throughout having the children were giving the prayers the children we were engaging them in a conversation about how much they can contribute yeah. to their family at school in yeah. in the world and so we invited them to think about something they could do to contribute yeah. and to lift and to bless to really show God's love to others and gave them some time. If they could write, they could write it in words or they could draw it. And then I asked for maybe five of them to come up and share with the whole group. Mm -hmm. Well, we had every child (laughs) wanted to come up from little tiny children. They stood Uh up. They shared their picture and what they Uh were going to do. And children have such tender hearts. Mm -hmm. They really were showing the way to all of us adults of how we can share I'll love to others. Yeah, the
1: yeah. the children and and primary in particular is is where we go to be healed, uh, yes. and they are such a powerful force. And often we don't do that. So often we look at them as liabilities to be managed until they're self reliant. Uh, but really, they're they assets with divine potential uh, to be developed. Uh, as you interacted with those children and and others on this ministry tour. Uh, Obviously, we see a lot of the challenges for so many children. Uh, Yours is a global reach of children. Uh, What are the things that that you're thinking about uh, when it comes to children around the world?
2: Yeah, on both sides. I mean, in our world today, so many children are suffering. Millions are displaced from home. Mm -hmm. They don't have the perspective of the adults that things will get better. We can move forward. All they know is they're not at home in their own bed. Mm -hmm. And then children with food. Uh, insecurity, of course. And this is where it's so wonderful to work with the Relief Society, who's very involved in welfare er efforts. So there's that piece where our hearts are drawn out to children. And then there's the piece, like in these primary devotionals, is trying to help children understand that, especially when they're baptized members of the church, but at any age, that they can make a big difference. Yeah. Sometimes they think, well, I'm just small <laughs> and I just yelled at my brother. <laughs> but but if they really consider each day, you know, ask mm-hmm. Heavenly Father to help them to see someone at school who may mm. need some help or yeah. see someone in their family or call grandma, it really helps helps them yeah. when they see a lot of negative things in the world. If they're concentrating on, I can make a difference. Yeah it makes uh the world better and it helps them in their confidence. Yeah, the
1: the confidence is such an important part of of all of that and uh we've seen some some interesting things president johnson in uh with women in the world and uh i i have uh, commented that i think that the changes that are coming in places like Afghanistan and Iran and Ukraine and Russia uh, it is the women that are stepping forward it's the women of afghanistan who had a taste of freedom uh and were in government and running schools uh, that i think they'll be the ones to to rise up and and lead out i think the same is true of of russia and and other places i i loved the ukrainian uh first lady who said that the the victory will have a feminine face uh too i thought there was such power in that but you've experienced that uh that power uh, of women who are focused on doing good, being good, and, and making a difference.
0: Well, what you're describing is that prophecy of Spencer Kimball's that President Nelson has said is fulfilled in us, mm-hmm. that we will be seen as distinct and different in happy ways from mm-hmm. the women of the world. And I think that's where we have the opportunity to lead. If we um, show ourselves to be distinct, distinct and different, recognizing who we are, hearkening back to something President Nelson recently said about us being first and foremost children of God, children of the covenant and disciples of Jesus Christ, and then I think we'll shine in distinct and different ways.
1: Yeah, so powerful. President Porter, uh, often uh, we, we joke that the worst decisions in a business or a community are usually made either when it's all men at the table or all women at the table. Uh, and that valuing of differences, and as you look at this this ministry of children of women of families, uh, what is it that we need to learn in terms of coming together, working together, so everyone has both a seat at the table and a voice at the table uh, to get to those solutions that the world really needs?
2: I really appreciate the effort of President Ballard and others to help us understand what is a council. Mm and how much councils can bless families, marriages, church organizations. And worldwide, as you've just mentioned, there are cultures where there's quite a gap mm-hmm. between men and women, other cultures trying to bring women into the to the table. But it's so helpful as we do our uh, leadership instruction for primary, for instance, worldwide – we always have a brother with mm-hmm. us perhaps a, a stake president whoever it is so that we can we can teach and testify together mm. kind of showing that when men and women are working together yeah. it's it's so much better and then in councils in the church i would say maybe 10 years ago a primary general president would only be working on writing Mm -hmm. primary lessons for children Mm -hmm. and and working on primary music. But I would say almost half of our time (laughs) is serving on the general councils of the church. Mm -hmm. So I'm serving on the temple and family history. And to be in those councils and to realize you need to come prepared uh, to share and contribute. Yeah, And it's such a a great example that we hope people take at home into their lives, between husband and wife, like Mm -hmm. Elder Suarez taught us. Yeah. Uh, And even with children, like you say, often people consider their children a liability. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they realize they're part of the family, let's counsel. Here's a problem our family's facing. What do you children think? What's a solution? Families can be really strengthened. Yeah.
1: President Johnson, you've sat around a lot of tables, a lot of board uh, rooms as well in in your professional career. What, what have you learned about bringing everybody to the table?
0: Well, one thing that I have learned recently is the importance of opening up the table at the start. So if the person who is either perceived to be in charge of the meeting or is in charge of the meeting starts out by offering their opinion first, those around the table are less likely to feel comfortable in articulating their position. But when an environment is created where everyone feels comfortable in speaking up, they will. And if the person who is in charge of that meeting goes last, then I think the, as we refer to it, revelation scattered amongst Mm -hmm. us is more likely to be gleaned. Um, because people will feel like they can contribute. And I I hope those same principles apply in in the home. What Susan was just describing is so important. Do we give our children voice or would we say, we're in charge and this is how we're doing it? Helping as families, as we arrive at a conclusion together, the children are gonna own that answer. They're gonna own the conclusion. If we tell them so, then it's mom and dad's decision. If they've been part of the process of arriving at the conclusion, it's theirs and they'll own it. So these counseling principles, as Susan says, they've been so beautifully taught by Elder Ballard. They've never been more important to me than they are (laughs) right now. We did our best to apply them in our home. I've applied those principles in, in other callings in the church. Frankly, I did apply those principles in my professional responsibilities, but never more important than now. I guess I just see the wisdom in what he's been teaching us for so long.
1: We're continuing our conversation uh, with uh, President Camille Johnson, who's the General President of the Relief Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and President Susan Porter, who's the General President of the Primary Organization for the Children of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, I love the fact that we were having this conversation in terms of how they are interacting uh, with people from all faiths, uh, from business community, from uh, the government community in many of these countries that they visited as they were traveling through South America recently. And, and I do think it's so true that when we bring everybody to the table, that when we, when we have counsel, uh, it's, it's a very different conversation. And rather than command and control, rather than one person dominating a conversation, uh, you can invite input. uh, And I think it's one of the real hallmarks of great leaders uh, from any sector uh, and from any uh, space in society is those who can create that space for good questions to be asked, for good input uh, to be given. And that's such an important part of that process. And uh, I love the fact that both of these presidents of organizations uh, understand who you need at the table, uh, from women and men uh, to grandparents to children and everyone in between, uh, from all perspectives, that when we work together in that way, we can actually solve a host of issues. Uh, And when we talk about all of these issues, it's, it's societal issues, it's family issues, Uh, It's faith issues and the ability to bring all of that into the public square. And we're going to round out that conversation next, talking about how do we interact in the public square? What is the role of faith in the world today? What good can be done? We'll continue our conversation with President Camille Johnson and President Susan Porter of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Top of the hour news is coming up next, hour number two of Inside Sources. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. President Camille Johnson, the General President of the Relief Society, President Susan Porter is the General President of the Primary Organization for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They recently went on a global ministry tour in South America. They interacted with faith leaders, government leaders, business leaders, and women from all walks of life, including those that were facing significant challenges. What have they learned? What message do they have for women and children all over the world? Let's begin. You know the news of the day. Think again. One other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, President Johnson, is in this uh, Relief Society role in, in administering to the poor and the needy, uh, you've had an opportunity to interact with a lot of different faith groups and faith leaders and government organizations. Uh, you've spoken about religious liberty and the, that ability to bring your whole self, your authentic self, into the public square, including your faith. Uh, what have you seen in those interactions uh, as you've traveled uh, and ministered?
0: Consistent with what President Oaks taught us on Saturday morning in conference, there's so much good being done by so many organizations around the world. And it's our job to recognize the good that's amongst us and then link arms with those with whom we can we can serve together. Our Our responsibility to love God and love our neighbor is nearly universal. Um, that's a common cause that we share with most of our um, friends and neighbors around the world. And when we look at it that way, we have so much we can accomplish together. I just, I thought President Oaks' talk was really a beautiful reminder of that principle. And frankly, we can't do everything we need to do all by ourselves. That's right. Yeah.
1: And President Porter, kind of circling back to your, your previous comment to engage the children in all of that. It's been fascinating to see that happen around the world as Children, uh, young children, recognize the power they have to make a difference.
2: I was so touched. I was at a lunch yesterday, sat next to a gentleman from Ukraine Mm. who is working to help promote good religious feelings (laughs) between those of other faiths. His wife and children had to escape under difficult Mm. circumstances. He was able to escape later. But he told me how he and his wife are working so intentionally with their children that they don't carry feelings of hate Mm. or anger or bitterness, Mm. working very hard to help them grow up in a world where they see the difficulty, but they don't carry that into their hearts. Mm. And they're trying to raise them to try to reach out and love others. He, of course, is not of our faith, but someone who... He said I've started reading a few verses out of the Bible each evening to my children. I want them to understand that carrying this bitterness and hate is destructive, but looking out to how I can serve is the way to go. Yeah,
1: that's so important that uh, con- contempt is really the the cancer that I think we're we're all battling that uh, those feelings that come from Social media and politics and all those other things that are, that are out there, that uh, ability to set that aside and, and see the good, the dignity, the humanity, the, the divinity really, uh, is what we're looking at in, in each other. Uh, President Johnson, as we, as we come to a close and as you look at your ministry, it's, it's a global ministry. That's a, that's an awesome big challenge with millions of women in the faith, uh, and a charge to, to bless everybody of every faith and of no faith at all. Uh, what is it that you hope the, the women of the world in particular uh, would hear and feel uh, in a time such as this?
0: I hope that they will open themselves up to feel the love of God. I think he is so willing to manifest his love for us. And I think sometimes we, we close it off. Um, we're not looking, we're not intentional about looking for the love that he is bestowing upon us each and every day and we need it. We need to fill his love so we'll love him back and have the desire to serve others. It fills our vessels when we fill the love of God and I hope This is reminiscent of of a lot of discussion we had in primary. We talked a lot as a primary presidency about how to help our children recognize the promptings of the Holy Ghost and that they need not always expect some sort of grandiose manifestation. It would be small, simple ways that they would feel the spirit, perhaps a feeling that they had when they were singing a beautiful song or when a kind word was spoken to them. The same holds true with respect to our sisters, same message for them that we shared in primary. Really, the love of God will be manifest to you in small and simple ways. The choir sang over this weekend, my heavenly father loves me. The primary song whenever I hear the song of a bird or look at the blue, blue sky. Do I know that my Heavenly Father loves me when I see those manifestations of his love? Or have I closed my heart and my mind to that? So I hope our sisters' hearts and minds will be open to those manifestations of his love. It'll be in small and simple ways, perhaps the beauty of nature, perhaps a kind word that's spoken by someone else. And the invitation I extend to our sisters is the same invitation we extended to our primary children, If you don't know that you're loved, if you don't know that you're needed, ask him to tell you in a way you'll understand. And perhaps for you, it'll be the blue, blue sky. And perhaps for me, it'll be a kind word that's spoken by someone else. But ask, because he'll speak to us in ways that we can understand.
1: President Porter, uh, you've both used the word intentional. Uh, What is it that we should be intentionally helping our children to understand the youth of the world. And as parents or grandparents uh, or uncles, uh, what should we be intentionally doing uh, to influence those those young children?
2: It's very parallel with what President Johnson was saying. Children have gone through the pandemic, which was traumatic for all of us. But mm. for children, it was a huge percentage of their life. They were isolated. Mm. And as they come out of that We just pray for every child that there will be an adult in their life who will love them and care for them. And I think we try to teach all of our primary leaders and our parents to be so loving and gentle with children because that is often the way that they have their hearts and minds open to know that maybe Heavenly Father loves me, if my teacher loves me, if my mom or dad loves me. And so creating that that tenderness of love, and then inviting them to understand that Heavenly Father knows their name, Mm -hmm. He knows their needs, and He will help them. Mm. But I think when they feel loved, that's when they can share it, and they can have a great difference in this world. Yeah. Fantastic!
1: So grateful to have both of you on the program today, and we're grateful for your global ministry uh, and the impact you have on women, children, and uh, the world. Yeah, it's a it's a big task, uh, and you're doing it uh, wonderfully well, and you're making a difference for so many. Thanks for joining us
0: today. Thank you. Thank you. To be here. Uh,
1: that's what leadership looks like. That's what leadership sounds like. That's what leadership acts like. Uh, all around the world. Uh, It's looking at problems and challenges. It's coming together with partners, uh, not just in the faith space, but in the government space, the business space, the community space. And it's up to all of us to make a difference. Uh, I love the insight from those two presidents of significant organizations, Uh, one of the oldest and largest women's organizations in the world, one of the oldest and largest uh, organizations for children in the world. And they're looking to connect with all the world and make a difference. And that's something for all of us think about with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.
2: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence.